When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five, four, three, two, one. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're well. Appreciate you joining us. Don't forget to like and subscribe on War Chant TV if that's what you're watching. Helps others find the program. Helps us do what we do. So we really do appreciate that. Hey, yesterday on the show I brought it up and let's uh, do it again here. I'll get into yesterday was, first of all, really busy day, but not necessarily for uh, news regarding National Signing Day, Tom. But we will look back at that, <laughs> That what occurred. What occurred was the rich got richer, namely Texas A&M. But uh, before we get to that, I want to reiterate something for those that missed it, and I'm going to keep letting you all know the details as they become known to me. But uh, if you would, go ahead and put up the golf uh, goodness as we'll let everybody know that the Jeff Cameron Show War Chant Invitational it's back, baby. Here we go. First time in a number of years. Uh, this was a fixture here in Tallahassee for a very long time. Always a lot of fun to be a part of and to raise money. Uh, this year it will be for the Second Harvest, which is great. We're, we're joining uh, forces with the Second Harvest, and we'll talk more about this as the days go by. But we wanted, for those who didn't know, that uh, we, we did want everybody to be aware, tournaments are back. It's going to take place at Capital City Country Club. That will happen on Friday, April the 15th at 8.30 a.m. Should be, knock on wood, just a great time of year to do it. Good weather. Uh, It is presented by our friends at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And uh, we'll be talking to you about our many sponsors and everybody else that will get involved. But uh, most importantly, because we brought this up yesterday, Tom, we had a lot of questions about... Hey, how do I how do I go online and register? How can I get my team ready to go? I, I got several of those questions yesterday. That's not available yet. That's not up yet. Next week. Next week, we right. believe, we will have the ability to let you know, uh, hey, here's the website you go to. Here's how you register your team of four. Yeah, basically right now it's a save the date. That's yep. what this is. That's and right. then, you know, we've got plenty of time, two and a half months, but uh, the sign-ups will be soon. 
so that you know that you can take a day off from work and come on out and enjoy some golf with us, some uh, libations if you choose uh, on a Friday morning, and, and there will be some available to you. That's just a, a guess. There'll be maybe a few. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun that day, and then the banquet after will be at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. It's going to be a fun time. Looking forward to it, and uh, it's about time we got back on the golf course together in this official capacity. Mm-hmm. We're going to do great things for the second harvest of the Big Ben. It's going to be great. Yes, we will. So looking forward to it. That's the date uh, again. Uh, April the 15th, Friday, that's a Friday, I should say, 8.30 a.m., uh, Capital City Country Club. So save it today, put it on your calendar. You do that at your house, you do the little calendar. I have a big-ass calendar on the freezer that I talk about, and we always we change it every day. We've got a weekly calendar, you know, it's mm. Monday through Sunday kind of thing. We haven't used it Keep lately. yourself hyper-focused. Yeah, yeah. Right now I'm doing uh, the phone notes and reminders. I go back and forth. You're I like the, the king on the phone note. yeah. Well, it helps me with names. You're I, awesome at it. I'm, I'm okay with admitting that. You, I'm terrible with names. This, you told me this one time over a beer at Momo's. You turned That's to right. me. You turned to me yeah. uh, and said, "Because the guy walked by and said hello, and I recognized his face." Now we meet a lot of people because of the line of work we're in, and I always feel bad because I I see people's faces and I'll think I know that guy, but damn, I don't remember his name. I, I met him in passing or he came to an event and he's a really nice guy, but I feel awful. I don't remember his name. And and so um, I'm always, you know, I, I pulled the Bobby Bowden. How you doing, buddy? So that's always tough. And he walked by, this guy did, and uh, and I said to you, in other, not quite like this, but I said, what, what is that fine sir's name? And, uh, and you're like, well, well, hold on. And then you pulled out your phone because you'd seen it before, too. And I was like, what are you doing? And you pulled up your notes section. You went, I I put people's names in here and little features about them. So if the guy's like a hippie, he's got a long hair, he's got long hair or something like that, you'd be like, Jerry, long hair. This is true. This is 100% true. Yeah. And then you Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long distance runner. Whatever we talked about. Crazy beard. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's Keith. He's got the crazy beard. Yep. Yeah. And so you do this. Yeah. There was a listener who... uh, is a driver in Washington D.C. who came down for Libations Fest a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's and right. He, and he nice had gentleman, very a nice. Weird tequila cocktail, and I'll go find my notes. I'll pull it up. But I, I kept his name <laughs> for that reason. I was like, "That's what we talked about." Interesting choice of drinks. Yeah, yeah. Don Jonathan from Birmingham. Jonathan, I put you in my notes. There you I go. I put you in the notes there because you are. listen, I'm never good with names. Even if I meet one person a day, it's hard for me to remember that person's name. What'll be funny is that Jonathan from Birmingham will. Swing by at some point, and we go, Tom, what the hell is that guy's yeah, name again? You yeah. go, oh, that's Jonathan from Birmingham. And I'll Jeff. remember it. Yeah. 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 Okay, got it. Yeah, you're good with the phone notes. I know they're there. I never use them. I use them in show prep. Like if I think of something on the drive-in or I'm done doing something and it's, it occurs to me that, oh, man, there's this other angle, I might jot it in there. That I'll voice note it. That kind of a thing, but that's oh, it. Our friends at the Capital City Country Club. Yeah, I took notes on your names, folks. I know your names. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And he's relaying them to me, plus where you live. That's great. Whoa, It's no. a joke. It's a joke. Uh, all right, so there's that. Yesterday was a very lukewarm to downright cold National Signing Day. There was really nothing for us to celebrate as Knowles. And that's not a, hey, they dropped the ball again. No, it was just sort of a, this particular day is not what it once was. And for Florida State and many other schools, uh, the, the heavy lifting is already done. And if you're going to get a guy, you might get a guy, right? Not, not, not 10, 12, 15 guys. 
it is a bigger deal, typically, I would think, moving forward for all of the new coaching staffs to try to scramble and make some things happen. And in that way, via schadenfreude, I was pretty pleased that all the people Florida didn't get the guys that chose LSU or Texas A&M. Uh, that, you know, listen, I'm tired of Texas A&M, but, or Ole Miss. I mean, there were several guys where Florida was in the mix, and they didn't get them, which was great. And it was also great that the Stewart kid, the, the five-star stud, uh, chose, I guess, I mean, I say it's great, chose Texas A&M. I don't care about that. I just didn't want him to go to Miami, and, he, and Miami was on the short list. It was, it was Texas A&M, Georgia, and Miami, and he went with Texas A&M. Go figure. Which ends up leading to the speculation and thus the diatribe from Jimbo Fisher uh, at the press conference, pretty frustrated as he is. Uh, we, we laugh at that and we have some fun with it, but Shamar Stewart ends up signing with uh, Texas A&M yesterday, and that was a big deal. LSU got Harold Perkins, uh, the linebacker. He was a uh, player that I would have loved for Florida State to have. Now, he was originally committed to Texas A&M, so we had no real chance there. But he was also on a short list because he took the late visit in January to Florida. I was like, nope, nope, we don't need all that. So he took it to LSU. So in the end, in full transparency, we were laughing in Florida and Miami and the recruiting classes on the early signing day, but they did catch us or uh, end up around us, depending upon where you look. Miami's consensus, I believe, was 18. We were 19, and Florida was 20. So the big three uh, in the state were right there as top 20 classes, not a banner year for any of them. Mm -mm. But when you combine that, and I'm not trying to spin it, this is just the truth, when you combine with the work that they've done in the transfer portal, this staff, been a good year and that's what uh, gabriel actually he just uh, commented and uh, contributed to the program so Woo! thank you gabriel there but he says go. you know all in all he thinks we address many needs uh, yeah yeah they have and it's not just for two years from now it's for right now and that's where the transfer portal comes in it's tough to look at a recruiting class by itself especially when you're not a good football program because you have to address the now and the later and that's what the transfer portal affords you the opportunity to do which is both so here's an interesting thought on that, Tom, or I think it's interesting because, you know, I've talked, I talked about this yesterday. I, th I think Mike Norvell is a good football coach. I think there have been a couple missteps off the field with, with staff, and I'm not just talking about on the field staff. And he's also been dealt a bad hand. You know, the, the, the COVID year was brutal for a, a new coach who didn't get the opportunity because of the early signing period to make an impact, then followed up with, you know, with the COVID situation. You get, you get, you kind of think to yourself, boy, this is tough. Uh, what does he have to do for the next two years in your mind? And here's why I asked the question. I say there are different tiers to this. What does he have to do to avoid being on the proverbial hot seat? The reason I ask that question is that if, in fact, you are, and it's agreed upon, it's a consensus, there are, let's say, those interested in observing and rooting for and covering the program, if we all come to this conclusion that, say, after next season, well, I'll ask you in a moment what we think the record would have to be for this to be the case, but if after next season we all kind of look back on it and say, you know, Mike, Mike's in trouble. If that's true, he won't have a good recruiting class next year. He won't. Yeah, that's fair. So if, in fact, that's true and he doesn't have a good recruiting class, well, then he's a dead man walking. 
And then you're already starting to cast your eyes upon the next great candidate. And that is a weird place to be. Now, I'm not saying that to generate controversy or anything. I'm just, I'm saying this is the kind of stuff we all talk about, especially when it surrounds a program that we love and especially when we, you and I, think that Mike is a good coach. But there's more to being a good coach than just being a good coach. You've got to do all the other things right so that you're set up for that coaching to have an impact on good football players that win you a lot of games. Yeah, so the threshold, I think, is is eight wins keeps them off the seat. Seven wins is debatable because there's no perfect five losses you can find out there. And by that, I mean, you know, you know excusable losses. You can't find five of them. There's no way. So you could have a debate at seven and five about whether or not he's on the hot seat. Which I think he's for on the me, hot seat if he goes seven and five. Yeah, which for me is the same thing. It's the same difference. Because if it's, if it's open for debate and discussion, then therefore... You know, what's yeah, happening on the message the boards thing, right. is happening with the higher-ups, right, right, which they're right. saying, is this the guy? But I could see him still having a good recruiting class, even with seven wins, if, mm. if because this is where the crowdfunding comes in, you'll get coaches. Now it's the, oh, you got to let go of the defensive staff, or you got to let go of three or four key coaches underneath you, and you bring in stone-cold recruiters and or guys with but great reputation. It takes time to get that ball rolling, and you won't have time if you're on the hot seat. Even if you make changes, what coach is coming here for a coach that's on the hot seat? A coach who would be the successor if it doesn't go well. Yeah. We're basically talking about a disaster if if if, if he enters the realm of hot seat. At this point at that point it becomes a foregone conclusion. Well, I think seven and five it's the debate. Six and six, you're squarely on. Oh, it. Yes, yes, yes. People but will want him fired. Straight up will want him fired if they go six and six. Eight and four. I think it's okay. You've got market progress, and that's something that could easily be seen with the basics, which is the win and loss record. And I would think if you win eight games, you look good at least a few times this year where people say, oh, you know what? He's figuring it out. Okay, good job. How you win matters. Aesthetics matter, yes. Uh, how you lose matters. I agree. And losses happen for a reason. So if you just lose to teams that have better personnel and the games are competitive, all right, yeah, people will say that's part of the growing process. You put your kids in a position to succeed. There's real buy-in. They fought. They came up short against the likes of, say, Clemson or on the road at Miami, which nobody wants to swallow that, but, hey, that's the deal. Um, if you say you lose on the road at NC State, 27-24, and you're competitive, okay, well, they won the line of scrimmage that day. All right, and then maybe LSU. Okay, you, you lose a close, well-played football game against a team with better personnel at the Superdome in New Orleans, comes down to the fourth quarter. All right, I'll give you that. But, man, that it, that means you've got to really take care of business right. in all those other games, and you don't have margin for error here. It's just something to contemplate because I think we're embarking, and it's not an understatement or an overstatement. I think everybody knows this, just a matter of fact. Really important season for Mike Norvell. Very important season. Now think about it. There are guys on this staff that, Almost across the board, our fan base wanted him to move on from, and for good reason, and he has not. Now go out there and go 7-5, and five, and you're in real trouble. Right, with no receiver recruits con- committed mm-hmm. to the program of any significance. Yeah, yeah, that'll be used against you. Well, and there are other guys that uh, aren't on-field guys that everybody's kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it's just fascinating. I don't know what to think of the guy we just hired from Oregon State. I don't know anything about him, save for what I read in the release. I mean, how would I? Right. Well, and what Mike said about him in, in various media outlets, be it a release and or uh, this right. morning on ACC Network, where he's saying, 
as we talked about yesterday, it's somebody who has organizational skills, big time, big time, and you need a dedicated set of eyes on all things, without question. High school and transfer portal. You need multiple people for it. He knows he's got to recruit better. He did. He he survived and salvaged something of uh, something good, not great, pretty good. After some swings and misses and getting caught off guard and all of that, he's got to have a better run in this next recruiting class. There's an interesting point that Gregory brought up in the chat. He says it all depends on Jordan Travis. And that's a dicey deal. Do you let it come down to how healthy Jordan Travis is if you're the staff? Wouldn't that be a major debate topic within well, I, those walls? You, you know the answer for me. I, I, I would have recruited over him. Um, I, I would have brought in somebody else to, at the very least, really challenged him. Uh, if he wins the job, great. I'm not anti-Jordan Travis. I think People think I am. I think he's just got a long way to go to be what we need at the quarterback position here. Uh, maybe he gets there with the added help that's coming at wide receiver that we've brought in, maybe with this offensive line taking a step forward, coupled with his work ethic and signs of improvement towards the end of the year. But a big part of his progression depends an awful lot on whether or not he's available at practice. Right? Is he available for every game? For the games that he is available in, does he play well and does he finish said game? Does he not miss portions of those games? You could argue we would have won the Florida game if he didn't miss a quarter and a half the first time he gets sacked. So Yeah, because by the time they wake up, they could be behind. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we, I would have brought in somebody else uh, to really make a go of it. That's me. It, they could still happen. Post yeah, I mean, there's not going to be a but quarterback you a candidate. Vet. Yeah, you'd be. Yeah. Now, by the way, that's uh, I, I would. Uh, I'd bring in somebody again. At the very least, you want to bring in somebody who has experience, has some ability, clearly, and gives you a fighting chance to win a game that Jordan Travis misses for whatever reason. If he's got an injury that's going to cause him to miss this weekend's game, I need to know. That guy gives us a chance to win. Unfortunately, and I understood why they rolled the dice a year ago and brought in McKenzie Milton, I would have done the same. I would have said, okay, if he's anything close to what he was, if he's 75% of what he was, we got a chance to win football games. Now, it's not ideal with this offensive line and the lack of and the dearth of receivers, but his acumen, pre-snap and all that, you would have thought, okay, maybe that can overcome some of the arm issues, meaning he doesn't have great arm strength. I couldn't have known that he would have this dead foot issue, which is a real problem, obviously, but they clearly didn't know that either, and they rolled the dice. Now you know that when Jordan Travis doesn't play, you don't win, and they don't really have anybody else on that roster. I mean, you don't want to have to roll A.J. Duffy out there uh, in year one if you can help it. So I would find a veteran player that gives me a fighting chance, certainly can hold down the fort for a quarter or two or a game if, if Jordan misses. All right, so let's put it this way. If, and it's a giant if, but we're playing a hypothetical game here. Let's say Jordan was available for all 12 games this year. He was available and able to play at a reasonable level. He might get dinged up in a game, but nothing. He doesn't come out, leave. Right. You know, he's, just, he's able to play for 12 games. Do you think we achieve the eight-win number? Like when you were factoring in your, your, your W's and L's yesterday mm -hmm. and all the things that go into it, the context of where the games fall on the schedule, were you thinking about Jordan Travis' health when you were doing that at all? No, I, I I was assuming. I always think we do this with the assumption that you're a healthy team. I mean, of okay. course. I so mean, you think if he's healthy for all twelve, we win seven? I said seven and five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's still not good enough. No, I don't. It's not good enough. So you think we're going to have this discussion? All right, that's what we found out here. You think in December of this year it, it could get a little bit testy? I I yeah, 
I wouldn't be surprised by it. No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I think these things can be simultaneously true. I think Mike Norvell is a good coach who needed to do better, whether it's an unfortunate set of circumstances or he entrusted uh, some guys who failed him uh, in recruiting. Uh, whatever the reason, I mean, at some point you are what you are, and if you're not winning, then you're under a lot of pressure. So he's got to win games, and he's got to win games sufficient that recruits, big-time players, start getting excited about coming to Florida State. You can't constantly be scrambling for the transfer portal to, to make up for either misses or areas of real weakness. You have to get some steadying force, and that only happens if you're seen as a viable program that is going to be consistently solid moving forward. I think there are real question marks about Florida State right now. I like Mike. I like other members of this staff, not all. And I do think that um, he does a great job in the transfer portal. It's a damn good thing he does because uh, they'd be in real trouble. He'd be a dead man walking. Now, we know the financial situation of Florida State. So he's not going to get fired after this year short of going 4-8 and eight or something like that where they feel like, well, we, we've got to pull the tr- plug here. Uh, but I don't think they will. They'll be better than that. Uh, but I, I, you have to hope, as a null, you have to hope that he's an 8-win this is an eight-win team, bare minimum. And if they are, you got a shot. You you you're still hanging on, but you got a shot. Well, it's not just about recruits saying yes, but it's also boosters and donors saying yes. And I wonder what this spring and summer is going to look like. Like, does he do the booster tour the way it used to be done pre-COVID? Is it something else where you bring money into the Apex program? Like, I wonder how that all is going to mm-hmm. factor in. There's a lot of people who are in new positions, like Michael Alford. Who knows from the seminal booster? So the, the continuity there helps. But what is that process of funding going to look like? Because in order to close the deal with these recruits, let's stop standing on you know the past and, and standing on ceremony yeah, NIL here. NIL matters. You've got to close with NIL. So whether or not he goes 8-4 and four or 5-7, and seven, if, if you got the money, well, you can go 5-7. Five five well, you never know. He could go five and seven yeah, and close we don't if we have, got the we, money. We won't have the kind of money to overcome a 5-7 and seven season. That ain't going to happen. Do you so, think there's a threshold of money we can offer to wins we put out there on the football field this season? Mm-hmm. I, like a kid would forego an extra five hundred grand because we won eight games rather than five? I wonder if that's true. I don't know. It's a brave new world. I have no idea. I just don't know that we'd be on the radar. He'd be seeking 500000 from somebody else. I don't think we would matter. I don't think it would ever come to that. I think if I'm, if I'm, a, if I'm a top-tier recruit that could command $500,000 right. in the NIL, uh, am I looking at 5-7 and seven Florida State? Because I'm sure as hell getting offers from teams better than Florida State at that point. What if the difference is 250K <laughs> and it's <laughs> eight wins? You know what I mean, though? That, that's, the, yeah, yeah. that's the impossibility of where we're going. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's why we. He's got to have a good season, man. He's got to get. You have to have some forward momentum here. You've got to get people feeling good. But I feel like the season, and it's not just for him. It's for Michael Alford. It's for you know everybody involved in Seminole Boosters. The season starts now. It starts yesterday. Yeah, and in terms I, of, and I think that's why it was a, a positive thing to see Michael Alford uh, give the interview and, and say what he said. And I think that there's very little doubt that he is putting an awful lot of effort into right. sewing that up, yes. Whether or not we're going to need a new coach or to close with recruits, either way, we're going to need the war chest built up as much as possible. 
and we can't compete with the well, Alabamas yeah, of the world, but we need to build it up as much as possible. Well, that's yes, that is true no matter what, and you're going to just, listen, you, you know, if, if Georgia wants a kid, if Alabama wants a kid, if Texas A&M wants a kid, and they've got the money to go with it, you're not going to get that kid right now. But the kids that aren't going to those three or four schools, you still have to have a chance to get, and that means you have to be buttoned up in NIL, and as of right now, we don't know that that's the case. Certainly, they're efforting to do that. And I'd like to hear behind the scenes from my sources more consistently that that's happening. But I am not hearing that, Tom. Now, I'm not hearing that it's an unmitigated disaster. I'm not hearing that it's not without focus and um, attention. People are trying to get this resolved. I need that happening sooner rather than later. We all do. Florida State in particular. Mike Norvell needs that to happen sooner rather than later. But I don't think that this they're oblivious to it. So that's important. And in the coming weeks and months, we're going to be paying close attention to all that stuff. Yes, the on-field stuff is huge. you got to win games and create opportunities and momentum and belief and all of those things so that people are willing to give to the funds that we're talking about or uh, you know, certainly sacrifice in order for things to happen for Florida State. You don't win games. None of it matters. None of it matters. And so I'm, I'm, all I'm presenting to you is I wonder what that number is. And I think it's definitely, for him, He's got to win eight games. It's a weird thing. It's not like I'm the one making the ultimatum. This is an observation, and I think it's a fair one. I think that in order to create momentum and to have a chance to recruit to the level you're going to need to to save your job in the year following this one and the one after, then you better have an eight-win season to present to give you a fighting chance to where if you are buttoned up in the NIL, you can get a kid because you're being considered by that kid, not – I don't know, Coach. You guys went 6-6 six and six last year. It's going to take a little bit more than 300000 And we're just throwing around numbers. We don't know what it is. It could be 50000 80000 I don't know. But but there has to be a sliding scale of on-field success versus what you can – I mean, that's – good luck finding out what that is. It'll be different for every kid, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very fascinated to see who the other quarterback is that they're going to bring in. I, I think they are going to bring in another quarterback. I, I do. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 93.3 it's time to solve for the future our friends from isf our partners on the jeff cameron show talked about ISF in the last several weeks since they've come on board when the Jeff Cameron Show started here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and on Warchant TV. And I've talked about them being an IT and strategy firm and how they've served state government and business clients across the nation, even though they're located right here in Tallahassee and their unique clients and 
over 1,500 projects and all the information you can find out about ISF, what their expertise is, and that they help state governments solve the future using strategy, process, technology, all that stuff. And I think sometimes you can get bogged down in that and maybe not really connect to something. And you might say, well, what is that exactly and what, what do they do? Do you have an example of something they've done? ARRO, powered by ISF, is an enterprise-wide tool that provides agencies with real-time personnel and equipment tracking for faster reimbursement. There you go. There's something that's real, right? From severe weather to pandemic response, agencies on the front lines work every day to keep citizens safe and protected. For state and local, local organizations that coordinate emergency response, reimbursement can be a very challenging process. In a recent wildfire response, a large state agency used ARRO to track personnel and equipment expenses and received $45 million in reimbursement by the end of the same fiscal year. So if you want to learn more about this, go to isf.com slash ARRO to learn more. Those of you in this business, in this field of which I speak, you'll understand what I'm talking about. A-R-R-O is a big deal. So if you want to see this example, again, go to isf.com slash A-R-R-O. And now, Tom, let's solve for the future, shall we? We were actually on the subject that uh, allows us to kind of segue nicely. Um, and, and that would be what? That uh, Florida State solves uh, a complicated future on the football field uh, by... Winning football games for starters and certainly cleaning up the NIL situation. And if Mike, in fact, keeps his job or loses his job, however you want to do it, let's present it, I guess, if he loses his job, will it be because his staff hires? Not all. I'm not saying everybody. And retentions. And retentions, right? Uh, Failed him. And he failed to see those that he needed to move on from in a timely fashion and those that weren't getting the job done. And thus, he stayed too loyal, for lack of a better term. And at the end of the day, that served to bite him in the ass and he lost a dream job. Or will it be because he attached himself to Jordan Travis and just said that Jordan Travis is my guy. I'm all in on Jordan Travis despite the fact that there are some flaws in his game and uh, maybe he needed to move on from him. This is something everybody likes to debate. Uh, I think it's certainly interesting. Uh, Mark brought it up on the chat, and I thought it was a good one. Mark, good job. Norvell is putting all of his chips in on Jordan Travis. And I do contend that I, I think they're going to bring in another quarterback. Now, is that to say that they're going to bring in another quarterback to take Jordan Travis's job? No, I don't think so. I think it is fair to say that they believe in Jordan. They think that um, he's getting better and that he's going to continue to get better and that they've given him some weapons now at wide receiver, assuming that those kids hit. Yeah, which uh, takes away the crowd at the line of scrimmage if you want to run the zone read, which right. is good. That's helpful. Yep. Uh, and then they think certainly the offensive line has improved. They even have a little bit of death. I think a guy like Bless Harris comes in, Tom, not as a starter, but rather as a backup, as somebody who gives you quality depth. Uh, whereas I think the Caden Lyles kid is going to start. And then even that gives you more depth because then you're supplanting a starter from a year ago who has a chance to get bigger and stronger and provide some other help for you along the offensive line or be a viable backup if anybody goes down for a series, a game, a quarter, whatever it might be. So I think a better offensive line, improved quarterback play, gives Jordan Travis every opportunity to take that next step. I don't know if he will or will not. I don't know if he'll be healthy enough to be relied upon week in and week out. That's frustrating. Uh, 
I know that if for any reason, and I just got done saying it, that he goes down, Florida State is in dire straits. They're not going to want to play A.J. Duffy, and they shouldn't. It's not fair to that kid. And I think that, uh, you know, we, we've learned that the others aren't capable. So even though we wanted, so desperately wanted. You never know. Sometimes we have late bloomers in the program. <laughs> I'll just lean on that LaMarcus Brutus example for the rest of time. I do think you never know is a polite way of saying if there's a miracle, Tate Rodemaker could help us. So I would... Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that uh, he needs to bring somebody else in that is a viable player at the position. A viable player. A guy that... If he has to play, maybe you take a step back, but not. Right. You can still run pro-style concepts with him, drop back, throw, get the ball out, hand the ball off. Well, I mean, last year it became painfully uh, obvious that uh, if Jordan went down, we were done. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it looked like McKenzie was tanking the game against Florida. Like, what are you doing, McKenzie? Well, it, it kind of broke my heart, right, because he just couldn't play. Just couldn't play. It looked like he was ready either. No, because I don't think he can practice not yeah. consistently well. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I, I, this isn't to pick on that kid. That injury ruined his career. He fought hard to come back from it. It's noble. It's a shame it didn't work out. But I don't. I mean, there was also no getting around the fact that he couldn't play. <laughs> I mean, we kind of like, well, this is right. This is a problem. You know, the unfortunate thing is he had the magical night Monday night against uh, Notre Dame, and if there isn't a wild snap on third down, maybe he has one final chapter. The epilogue is a win over Notre Dame, and that drive might have been completed with a touchdown. Yeah, I... Notre Dame was reeling. It was a standing eight. I tend to think it would have. I think we were going to win the game. I think so, too. Now, I still would argue that it's still a solid epilogue for him because the fact that he came in in that situation and made those throws to get us there and... um, you know that that that's that was enough given where he came from and the, all that. Yeah, the whole thing here is that you wouldn't want to bring somebody in who necessarily challenges Jordan toe to toe because you don't want to even let Mike be tempted by the idea of a two quarterback system ever again. I would hope they would have learned, but I just if the other kid can play, we want to ride the hot hand. You remember this press yeah. conference? Well, I mean, Jesus. sometimes it's gibberish at a press conference because you can't tell the truth. So, I don't think any coach. So then you use uh, polysyllabic football terms to try and talk over people's head. Yeah, I mean, because I think, you're embarrassed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if yes, maybe you're embarrassed or you're frustrated or it just doesn't behoove you to tell the truth in the moment. Like you don't want to tell your opponents that our quarterbacks can't practice during the week. So. Well, that was camp. Yeah, that, you know what I'm that saying. Got that, a little fiery that day. Well, but yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Like, what do you? You don't want to tell everybody that you're the, the guy's projected to be your starter has missed four or five days in a row, and his backup has a situation with his foot that he too has to take rest. So, you know, we're just going special teams this week because we really got to get special teams right. That's not the kind of press conference you want to hold, and it's not the kind of thing you want to say. And moreover, when you do, and then your special team sucks, it's not a good look. So, you know. Sometimes gibberish. You know, I had forgotten successfully about special teams for a few months. It's unfortunate that that's brought back up. Now, we've gotten returners, but, you know, we, we do need to block for those returners, too. But that's another topic for another day. Mm. We did get one in Micah. Uh, he can catch a punt. Right. That's a start. Fair catch everything. That's a start. God, imagine returning one. That's what I'm saying. you got to block that, though. We never did that. I mean, Jesus. Well, they didn't know how. Nobody ever caught it. They were shocked if it well, was caught. 
Well, on punts, I'm talking about kickoff oh, returns, yeah, yeah. though. You know, like even when we didn't uh, stutter step out of the end zone to the ten yard line before hitting uh, hitting the R, the old R two button, you know, we'd always get tackled inside the twenty yard line, fifteen yard line. Just need to be way better. Whatever those drills were, let's try different ones. What's weird about that is those drills make perfect sense. The coaching we witnessed in practice was fantastic when it came to special teams and the emphasis on it. I don't. I just don't understand how it did not translate. Now, clearly, when something like that happens, you got to go back and look at. You got to self scout, as they say, and really look into what you're doing and why it's not translating on game day. Because it could be sound in practice, but if it doesn't translate on game day, then something is not connecting with the players. Either they're not understanding what it is you're teaching, or they're able to do this in practice but can't in a game because they're, what, overwhelmed? It's something that the opponent is doing that they've picked up on about how you block it up. I, whatever it is, that can't happen anymore. It really can't. It's just disastrous, and it's embarrassing. Our thanks to our friends at ISF. Uh, again, a reminder, Solving for the Future, ISF. It's every Thursday, but go check out what I told you so you can get real examples of how it is ISF helps ISF.com slash A-R-R-O. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at OrangeTheoryFitness.com. My friends at Orange Theory Fitness, Transformation Challenge underway. You want to sign up for it, get going, change the way you feel. More life, that's what it's all about. Orange Theory Fitness, first class is always free. If you're a new member, first month is free with the purchase of a heart rate monitor. Get after it. Go ahead and commit yourself to what it is you've been thinking about, which is, hey, man, I need to be beholden to something. Well, be holding to those classes, scientifically backed, those coaches that encourage, teach, inform and keep you motivated as well as the other members join my friends at orange theory fitness it works i'm here to tell you that and you can uh, check them out first class skin free if you don't know what it is you're not sure you're a little nervous and they take time with you they'll sit down with you and you'll you'll learn all about it and you'll see why it works and uh, once you start you'll be kind of addicted i have to admit so orangetheoryfitness.com to learn more it's a, it's a fascinating subject, not Orange Theory Fitness, which is a, a fitness regime, and it's great. But, uh, like, it almost – you almost sense while we were talking about Mike Norvell and what he has to do in order to avoid a perilous situation. And it, it you can begin to feel a little helpless because you're not sure the roster does everything that it needs to do in order to avoid said scenario. But I think the roster is improving, and I think that they are well coached. So I like the order the schedule came out in. We already celebrated that and talked about it. Obviously, my W's and L's reveal that I don't think they're talented enough to take a massive step forward. I had them going seven and five, but it is February, and we both conceded. Whether you're taking nine and three, seven and five, six and six, eight and four, I mean, it's fun in games right now. But let's see what spring looks like after spring's over. Is when they can bring the quarterback in if they're going to bring one. It's not during spring, so that could change your view as well. There are some other people that could be joining this program that have an impact for the fall. Yeah, I think this roster overall is better. There's no doubt about it. But 
the best area of last year's roster is Gone. potentially way worse. Potentially way worse. Potentially. Now, Verse could be a player. He could be. But he has three years of eligibility. Yeah, he may so be a player two to, years from now. Right. To ask him to come in and be a grown-ass man like Jermaine Johnson is just that's, that's They're gonna a take fool's step. errand. Clearly what you're hoping, Tom, and I'm hoping and they're hoping, is that you're not going to get the same production that you got last year on that defensive front stopping the run. But can you get something that doesn't resemble a sieve, and do you take a huge step forward offensively? Because if you do, it offsets some of the fall-off defensively. And can you stay healthy at linebacker? That's just always going to be a key unless you brought in three more guys in the summer or something like that. But if you can stay healthy at linebacker with Deloach and Bethune, okay, now you've got at least a, a, a starting line on a depth chart. I think the secondary, finally, I'm the one who says, stop, stop about the secondary. You get tired of hearing about oh, that secondary, I hate it. buddy. Yeah. I hate it. But with Jamie Robinson coming back, what we saw out of Omarion Cooper, right? That's two good places to start. Love me some Omarion Cooper. Dent was all right. They found Holmes. Kevin Knowles can either play in the nickel or slide outside if they've got a better option. No, they're better, Tom, They're better. You're, it's, you're right to assert that it. secondary's floor is coming up. I also understand if I'm listening to this and I'm a casual listener or observer of Florida State football, like, mm, we'll see, buddy. I'm the guy who hates on the secondary, and I'm telling you, the floor is coming up. <laughs> the floor is coming up for that group. So your linebacker play, if you stay healthy, and, and you're extremely thin there, but if you stay healthy at linebacker, you're better there. You're better in the secondary. Okay, now you just need to be anything but a train wreck at defensive end because the interior guys came back as well. That's not bad. No. The defense won't be as explosive in the opponent's backfield as they were last year. But that's not bad. Now it's on the offense and what the receivers can do to create balance for the play caller, Mike Norvell. We'll see. I'm excited to watch Mike and Alex Atkins work together on play calling. I think that's going to – that'll be nice. By the way, Aston, uh, Austin Okra, uh, Eckrode, I can't speak all of a sudden, is tearing it up at Pebble. He's five under through five. We saw him play here, the Invitational. We did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is young and talented. Was he an Oklahoma or Oklahoma State kid? He is. That's the group yeah, I followed. Yeah, that's who it was. It was. Yeah, we. Wa- I'll show you his picture in a moment. We uh, watched him. We watched him here. He, that bastard, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Man, watching Vincent Norman. Now he got some sort of status. I, I read uh, a few months back. I don't know if it was Corn Ferry or what. But to watch that dude play Golden Eagle into a so strong breeze on, on that part three. Woo. Hit it to 10 feet birdie and then into the wind on 18 Eagle. to take the hard line. That is a an aggressive line off the tee and make it an easy breezy eagle. Those dudes are crazy. They're, they're different dudes. Well, I hope. Do we have the invitational coming up here soon? This is the time of year. Uh, I'll take a look. But, I'll ask Trey. Um, he's, qual- he's doing qualifying right now on his team, and he gets a glean in his eye when he does this. They go through like seven rounds, and it's just your scores. Either you smoke or get smoked, as I like to say, and that's it. That's who earns it. And he just sits back, and he said they set up the course some days to be extremely hard where guys are five over through seven because they have the ability to obviously do that to that course and make it longer and all everything else, whatever they want. And then uh, other times they'll set it up so that uh, – and I thought this was interesting, and it makes a lot of sense, and you would you would agree with me on this. They also will set it up extremely easy because they want to see how kids react if they're 8 under through 12. Right, right. See what you do then. That's a different pressure. Just yep. just like if you're 6 over on the turn. Like, how do you handle that? 
Isn't that cool? I don't see it on the schedule. I don't know. Maybe this year they're taking off from it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, well, the ACCs are in PCB. We can go watch the ACC championships in Panama City. We can. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Um, yeah, here we are. I love watching this because tonight in prime time you get to watch uh, some great golf. Pebble Beach is beautiful. I've been there. Had a chance to have a great scotch as my father and I overlooked the Pacific Ocean. It was Pretty neat. Need to go out there and play. I'd rather play. In, if you had a choice between a trip to Scotland or going to Pebble, where would you go? I'd go Scotland and, and not even think twice. Yeah, me too. All right. We, we, it's we, settled then. We're off and running. Can't wait for my birthday. Good job, Tom. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I need, I, I need that JCS Christmas bonus to kick in pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, we'll come back and give you some picks in a second. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. <laughs> And away we go. Good basketball on tonight, by the way. College basketball, good game. Rematch between UCLA and Arizona. UCLA stomped Arizona the first go-around. There's two quality teams you like this. Yeah, my favorite coach, too, at UCLA. There you go. So I would note to you, by the way, that uh, I played this on the College Sports Book. You guys can watch that video if you'd like. Go to YouTube, College Sports Book. You'll see me, my beautiful face, telling you about uh, this game tonight and how I see it. Uh, I gave the six. I like Arizona to get revenge in this game. I'm giving six, and I also like the over on the total. So go ahead, shop around, look for it. This is a fun game. I'm going to double play this game with a mutual friend of ours, Tom, so I'm going to double play it for real. Okay. And I'm looking forward right. to it. This is all brought to you by our friends at North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. At the North Florida Payroll.com. Hey, Big Daddy. Having some red rushes tonight? We'll know in about 47 seconds. Into an open wing. It's picked up by Dowdy. An empty net. He scores. Hot damn. Big Daddy's done it again. Red rushes all around, Teddy. All right, Big Daddy. Still like that. Makes me smile. Opening kickoff touchback you get for plus 150. For the Super Bowl. Really? That's easy money. They're going to kick it out of the back of the end zone, are they not? What? Plus 150. How? Well, I don't care. It doesn't really matter. I'm racing. Yeah. Um, Also, if you're, I mean, crazy prop bets while they're out there, just got to shop all around and hope that your guy allows for these things. Um, You can find an odd or a prop punt down inside the five plus 635 really i mean pizza money of course pizza money turns into steak money last rush of the game and that counts as a quarterback kneel okay if it is plus 180 if you bet it for quarterback so if huh. you think somebody's going to have the lead enough to take a knee and win the game that way, and uh, you believe that's what's going to happen, then at plus 180, that's worth pizza money too, Tom. Man, how about you parlay all those together? That's fun. Because you got to throw $10,000 yeah. on it. Well, you got a plus 635, a plus 180, and a plus 150. Sprinkle those three. Uh, what would you get, do you think, if you put those three together? 
uh, by my calculations, partly. a lot of money. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that. Let's do that. Let's let's uh, the office. Let's all of us do this. Let's have a lot of fun with it. Hey, as an aside, second, drive to Biloxi, of course. Yeah. yeah. Second game here before we sign off. It's all me today, guys. I got you. I took Arizona. I gave the six, six and a half, depending on where you're looking. I took the over on that total. One other game that I like tonight: Wyoming minus one against Boise State. We're all in on college basketball right now, guys. Yeah, that's fine. Hockey's on a break. Here we Enjoy go. your Oilers winnings from last night. Good work, Tom. Good work, Director Matthew. Good work out of all you. Be well, everybody. We will talk to you tomorrow on a Libations Friday.